Hello, and welcome to another edition of Forrester's CX Cast. Each week, we speak with an analyst from the customer experience team about their research or discuss a customer experience topic in the news. Along with my co host, analyst Diana Lawfer, my name is Sam Stern. You will hear both of our voices each week. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Forrester CX Cast. Uh, this is Sam Stern speaking. I am joined this week by returning guest and favorite of the podcast, Megan Burns, Vice President and Principal Analyst on the CX team. Hello, Megan. Hi, Sam. Thanks for coming back. Uh, this week, we wanted to talk to you about a uh, a relatively recent report of yours um, called, uh, it's a brief, uh, it's a shorter report called Comparing Customer Experience Quality Between Store-Based Retailers and Digital-Only Retailers. And um, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about this one because I feel like this is a question that I get asked a lot. In fact, I was just asked about it today by a colleague. Um, how do we think about this you know, digital, physical interaction, um, whether it's just in one channel, moving between the channels, the comparison across those two sort of models? So excited to sort of dig into this report with you. Um, the first question I wanted to ask you, though, is um, how did you sort of, what was sort of the impetus for this report? Where did you, you know, sort of, I mean, I was, as I told you, I've been getting asked these questions, but for you, what was sort of the motivation to, to dig into this data? Um, it really is questions from our clients, yeah. because when I talk to clients of the CX Index who are in the retail sector, the companies that traditional retailers are most interested in comparing themselves to, primarily because they're posing the biggest competitive threat, are the digital-only retailers, yeah. people like Amazon and Newegg and Etsy. And so we have to answer this question of if we leave Touchpoint completely aside, the overall experience that you're getting from one or the other of accomplishing a goal, that's the comparison the customer is making. And so we have to be able to make that too. Right. Okay, that makes sense. And so um, you looked at physical retailers and most of them have digital presences, I would assume, right? Oh, yeah, they all do. Okay. That, that makes sense, yeah. We, um, it's hard to not have a website in this day and age, isn't it? Yes. And you looked at digital-only retailers. And um, I guess, and you know, you just said something that, that, that strikes me and, and sort of points to the next question, which is if consumers are sort of looking at, at them as fungible, interchangeable, why, are, why do we have them in separate categories? That's a great question. Um, we have them in separate categories because... In the CX Index, we go deeper than just a high-level score. We ask customers to rate specific elements of the experience. And there are parts of a store-based experience that simply aren't relevant for a digital-only experience, like how clean were the bathrooms. And so we wanted to be able to get the drivers that were most relevant to each industry. So in the digital-only space, we have 25 drivers that are all relevant to digital-only retailers, For store-based retailers, we have some that are relevant to their digital experience, some that are relevant to the store experience, and some that are, frankly, channel agnostic. Mm -hmm. Okay, (laughs) that makes sense. I guess if you asked uh, online shoppers about the cleanliness of the bathroom, it would be their home bathroom, (laughs) and that wouldn't really be a relevant relevant question to answer. Yes. Um, So... Let's uh, let's get to it. What did you find when you compared these store-based and, and digital-only retailers? Uh, the first thing we found at the highest level was that digital-only retailers score a lot higher than store-based mm. retailers. Um, we were expecting them to be higher. We were surprised at, frankly, how much higher they were. 
And I think there are a lot of things that contribute to that. Many of these digital-only retailers are um, much younger companies. They don't have as much legacy technology right. infrastructure. They're much more digitally native. And they don't have the operational challenge of running a network of stores, and that is absolutely non-trivial. So um, we think that accounts for uh, at least part of the discrepancy. But I just want to be clear here. They're scoring higher in an absolute sense on how customers perceive their interactions with the company, right? Yeah. Overall, how someone perceived their experience with Amazon or Etsy was significantly higher than how someone would have perceived their experience with Walmart. Yeah. Okay. So here you go. You're starting out their significantly higher scoring in terms of customers' perceptions of the experience. What else is um, sort of different between the two categories? Um, well, just to confirm that this was not sort of a, a phenomenon that happened in aggregate, right. we looked a little deeper, and we found the same relative relationship in every sector that we looked at. So where we had hmm. an industry that had um, a clear digital-only competitor and then a bunch of traditional store-based competitors, uh, the digital-only competitor was um, – significantly ahead. So, for example, Newegg, which is a software retailer, um, was 14 points ahead of, um, or excuse me, a technology retailer, 14 points ahead of Best Buy and Staples. They're all competing right. to be the technology provider of choice for consumers and small businesses. Right. Um, in, the, in the pharmacy space, drugstore.com got the highest overall score, uh, well above CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. And Overstock and Wayfair scored higher than Bed Bath and Beyond in the specialty category, and Target overall. Now, not everyone who was shopping at Target who answered this survey was buying that type of item, right? But just in aggregate, so it's a pretty consistent trend. Okay, so um, well, let me let me let me throw another probable um, pushback that you got, I bet, which is, well, wait a minute, you know, they're different shoppers, right? So there's we're physical and digital. So you're talking about people that come to Target. You're talking about people that go to Target.com versus people that just go to Wayfair.com. So that's not really fair. So did you did you wrestle with that at all? Did that come up? It didn't really because the ultimate goal for any company is that they provide an experience that their target customers perceive as being good. Mm-hmm. So if I look at one of these companies and part of the reason that their scores are low is that they're getting people who are not in their target market shopping at their stores or, or shopping with them, uh, that's a piece of it. But more often than not, I think the things that shoppers want are universal enough mm. that even if it is people who are more inclined to use one channel or another, the definition of success is how well are you delivering an experience that is what your customers want. And so if it's a different group going to Wayfair than Target, that's fine. Right, right. They're sort of self-selecting in. But did you look at all at, like, you know, the, the, say, the digital-only shoppers at Target versus, you know, the obviously digital-only shoppers at Wayfair.com? And did that cross, cross, you know single-channel sort of more equal comparison come up at all? Um, We did, and we looked at the data that way. One of the things that was really interesting was that we found very few customers who had used only digital channels or only store. Um, There were... Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, Yeah. there were quite a lot who had used both. Um, And the CX index measures the 
perception of an overall experience, even if it happened in multiple channels. Right. So we ask people all the channels, and then we group them into single channel and multi-channel, and then within those single channels, was it only digital or only store? Um, so there were many more who are kind of getting the best of both worlds. They're using digital and store to um, maximize the experience. We still saw, however, that when we only looked at the digital-only experiences of retailers that have stores, um, even people who didn't go to the store or take advantage of it are not rating their experience as high as digital pure plays. Okay, so this is not a bathroom cleanliness thing that if we scrub that from the survey... Uh, no pun intended, that um, we could say Target.com is just as good as Amazon.com. It is sort of universal that if you're a store-based retailer, you are behind a uh, digital retailer, even if we just look at your website visitors, right? That was true for all but three brands, and I think which brands this um, were the exceptions is is uh, not surprising. Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom, and Saks Fifth Avenue hmm. were the only three retail brands where the company has stores, but when we isolated only the shoppers who shopped digitally with them and never went to a store, they were the only ones who had scores that could sort of hold their ground hmm. against their digitally native competitors. Everybody yeah. else, it was not as good. Not exactly uh, discount retailers or mass mass retailers either, are they, those three? No, not at all. And what's interesting about that is those are all stores that have the potential to get a significant boost from the store experience because they invest in it so much. So even right. when they're not getting that benefit, customers are still having a good experience. Yeah, that's a great point. So um, we've been talking about, you know, the store-based versus the digital experiences. I feel like my questions have been sort of shading to digital, and, and you know, the data show that, oh, digital's, you know, digital-only retailers and, and digital channels, there's no, there's no drop-off. But there are advantages to a physical experience, right? And I, I guess we're seeing a little bit of, of what those advantages would be is, is exposed by the fact that so many digital retailers... Um, like Bonobos, the men's clothing company, or um, uh, Warby Parker, or um, even Amazon, right, has opened a store in New York, or is opening one in New York, I guess. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that, What you, you know, that behavior where those digital-only retailers are opening stores and maybe why they're doing it? What, what are some of the reasons behind it? Yeah, I mean, I haven't spoken to those companies specifically, but when I look at um, what I've spoken to colleagues about and just what I read about what they're doing, There are benefits to the store experience beyond just the immediacy of being able to have the product right now. And frankly, what Amazon's doing with distribution is getting close to making that the same for digital. You know, I can have it in an hour if I live in some places. Right now means I had to drive to the mall versus Amazon. I might have clicked and it comes the same day. It's almost yeah, and the courier delivers it to my door. Right. Um, But the ability to to touch and feel a product um, for certain products, that's really important. Mm -hmm. Um, The ability to try something on uh, for certain products and for some people, they don't want to go through uh, the hassle of ordering something, trying it online. Uh, ordering something online, trying it on at home, and finding out it doesn't fit, and then sending Sending it back, back. right? So this is a way to do that once. And then for the retailers, there's also the opportunity to really connect with customers on a much more personal Mm -hmm. level. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's interesting about those stores that the digital native companies are opening is that's their primary purpose. They were never meant for distribution because these companies had distribution Mm -hmm. channels separate from that. So it's all about the experience. 
whereas in a lot of traditional stores, um, the experience has degraded over time for a variety of reasons. So yeah. even though there are people there who have the potential to make a personal connection, um, they're not. That is fascinating because, you know, what we're saying here is the data show they're out competing them in the digital channel for sure, right? Um, and it's in part because they're newer and that's where they grew up and so it's sort of, they're native to that. And yet here, because their model for in-person experiences is really about deepening the relationship and providing great service that is a complement to online or at least, you know, it's sort of, it has to be clear why it's an in-person experience that they're out-competing them to some degree in the physical experiences just because they're going for higher touch, higher service in a way. Yeah, yeah, I think they, they certainly can. Um, you know, in the store-based retailer's favor, mobile has enabled them to take advantage of a lot of the benefits of digital in terms of access to deeper, richer product yeah. information and stock inventories and uh, all sorts of other things. You don't have to be at home in front of a desktop to get that information. Right. So that part of the playing field is leveling a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's still... Um, it's still something where the there are several factors about the way digital retailers have evolved that are giving them the edge, I think. Well, great. Well, well thank you, Megan, for, for joining us. Um, it's really interesting. And there's a lot more um, interesting insights and examples in the report. Um, I was just scanning it again before we were talking here. And, and it's funny, with these data reports, sometimes I think it's just data. But there's a lot of examples about how companies are sort of doing things that, that then are borne out in the data, right? You know, opening the physical stores and, and really targeting high high level of service there and, and some of the implications. So I would encourage our listeners to become our readers and, and go check out Megan's report from October 2015. Um, it's a brief uh, comparing CX quality between store-based retailers and digital-only retailers. Thanks again, Megan, for joining us. We always appreciate it. Thanks, Sam. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's CX Cast. We'll post links to the reports we mentioned in the show notes for this podcast. And if you have questions or suggestions, please contact me at sstern at forrester.com. And remember, your customer's perception is your CX reality. <laughs>